Maybe that doesn't matter, actually. Let's, yeah. <laughs> Let's not get sidetracked. <laughs> This is a short art inspired by the 60s spy genre, James Bond, Man from Uncle, and Mike Flynn, all those, and set in the 60s. For those who care about such things, this is modified fate core with a skill list from Shadow of the Century and no stress boxes, because stress boxes just slow things down. Our members of the multinational spy organization Unity are Manly Miles Thug with a License to Kill, played by Will. Flawless Aurora, a prolific spy inventor, played by Tad. And Alex Ryder, an experienced spy nearing retirement, played by John. Enjoy. All right, so has everybody got their character close enough to start? Yep, yep. All right, then I think as we open, uh, Ms. Aurora, give you a fate point here. There's something that you're liberating, like, from somebody's private office. What is it? It's a 17th century original of some famous artist that I know was stolen from a uh, Jewish art dealer during the war and has never been repatriated to it, to the descendants of the uh, proper owner. So I am stealing a painting. Manly, what is Aurora supposed to be doing? What is she not doing that's complicating your life. She should be surveilling the street below, uh, where there's an exchange about to happen. All right. Then, uh, Mr. Ryder, what is about to happen that uh, is not going to get noticed by Aurora and cause problems for your group? And where are you in this exchange here? Are you with Manly? Are you with somewhere else? I'm thinking that maybe I'm the person doing the exchange. If that's okay with you. Sure. With uh, Pitor Ivanovich. We're just exchanging some, a list of individuals who engage in activities for the respective governments. I have his list. He has my list. And we're just going to exchange them and not actually look at the lists. Pitor would love to get his list and not give me my list. And vice versa. Where are you during this, Manly? Um, I think I'm nearby. I'm surveilling from a different angle. I'm like leaned on a lamppost, smoking a cigarette, appearing to be part of the background scenery. Okay. Make this a roll. If you can uh, notice, those would be your awareness of the situation here. Okay. Ooh, superb. Nice. With style, then. Yeah. You notice in the, the car that has just rolled up to the the corner, you see the, the guy cocking the bolt on the submachine gun, and he has not noticed you. So that's probably your your boost that we get here. Is he far away from me? Close to me? He's um, at a, at the corner, and you can see them looking at down the street where the exchange is being made, and you're on the side of the street where the exchange is being made, but you're like a block down. They're between you and where the exchange is happening. So they're looking the other way and uh, don't notice you. I guess I'll just shout out ambush and then I'll pull out my Beretta 70 or whatever and... and... Fire. Yes. And I'll just 
jump and knock him to the floor because I don't know if it's the, if the guy that is there for him or for me, but I'm going to put Ivan on the ground as fast as I can. Let's see what we do for initiative in uh, this system. I think we'll just go uh, story-wise in that we've gotten Manly as being the first to act here, and he's doing something that's kind of initiating the action. So if you want to open fire, you can. Yeah, I'll take a shot. Uh, should I add uh, the the plus one from the style? or That's the boost there. If you want to use that boost, you can. I see. Okay, I, I see how that works. Okay, got to remember how this works. I'll take a shot. Uh, that's a good. They're only at a fair. So you can uh, give them a minor consequence with that roll. So if I use the boost, that's a plus one, right? Plus two. Plus two. That would make the shift up to three, right? Yes. There are two guys in the car, a driver and the guy with the uh, the submachine gun. Yeah, the gun is more important to get away from, from the exchangers. So that's that's my priority. As the car starts to roll forward, you yell and shoot, and you take out the gunman. The driver then just steps on it, and the car is uh, now hurtling towards Ryder and the Russian. I'm going to leap forward and knock, tackle Ivan and try to get out of the way. Definitely in athletics. Athletics, yeah. Fair. Just make it. The car zooms forward up onto the, the sidewalk. You're able to... From this cafe or something like that and takes out a bunch of tables, I guess. Yeah, a bunch of tables go flying and... People screaming. While this is happening, Aurora, who is this that you've, you broke into and stole? Or liberated. Uh, Manfred uh, Falkenheim. Manfred Falkenheim, the son of a uh, a Nazi war criminal who has his office here on this street. All right, then. Uh, I think as you are rolling up the painting, the door opens with a security guard there. Oh, you! What do you do? What might I have on me? When I was thinking about the people on the street, I was thinking about perhaps the remote restraint releaser, which would probably still be uh, helpful at this point. Or I could uh, have my unconsciousness inducer. Basically, I would like to create an advantage to have an invention on me, which will uh, very uh, kindly put this guy into unconsciousness. You know, that could just be a tranquilizer gun or something, but... I would like to roll to create an advantage to have such a device with me. So what stunts did you end up picking up? I've got weird science. I can use gadgetry to create an invention that has a high concept, a trouble, and some number of stunts. Yeah, that's a bigger task than... That would be bigger than this, yeah. Yeah, because to have something on you already, I think, would be resources. Make a de- declaration that you have that with you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, it may be at zero, but uh, to keep things moving, I think I will try that. We'll call that fair for a, uh, a spy. Yeah, a fair would be two. Mm-hmm. So I'm down two. I've absolutely washed out. You can always tap a s- aspect that applies. Yeah, I'd probably just take the plus two. It'd be boost. Does that be a boost against me or a boost against him? If it's a tie, it's a, it's your boost. As it stands now, I get a 
create something that I could use. So I am going to invoke the prolific spy tech inventor to uh, have this overcomplicated unconsciousness inducer, which will only get to fire the one time. What is it? It is, is it electrical, chemical. What is it? I'm going to say it's basically like a taser. It's electrical. And that's why it's only going to fire once because then the battery will be discharged. You see this, this guard is picking up a, a walkie talkie and starting to make a, a call in there. What do you do? Time to induce unconsciousness. Yeah. So you got fair and you want to use the boost. That's going to be enough to uh, take him out. Let's do that. If you want to describe taking him out. So the wires trail out, and one gets him in the arm, and the other gets him, like, in the upper chest. It does a wave of electrical pulses that induce a certain alpha wave pattern in his brain that makes him peacefully uh, keel over and drop the the walkie-talkie. John, saying we're in in Vienna, so I guess, yeah, you hear Fritz, Fritz, boss is lost. All right, uh, Manly shot the one guy. He saw the car drive up onto the sidewalk and just about to take out uh, Ryder. What do you do? I'm going to dash after it while I assume we have our silly like wristwatch uh, communication devices. So I'm like screeching into it, uh, screaming into it for uh, uh, Aurora to, you know, Aurora, take a shot. Stop the car. Bloody philanthropist. So I'm trying to like catch up to the car. Give me uh athletics to run a jump before they can start to accelerate away. Awesome. Very good. <laughs> All right. So you'll be able to run up because they got tangled up in the in the tables there, backing out, and you come running up. What do you do? Table, table stuff. Silverware. Yeah. I grab a plate and I lob it through the window at the driver. What would that be? Shoot? Or... I think that would be fight. Uh, I, w- I want to create an advantage, actually, with this. I want to stun him with this. So he's too stunned to just drive away. And I, I snag the ladder fight stunt from, from Shadow of the Century. If I'm using a, an improvised weapon like a steering wheel or a coat rack or an extension cord or something, I, I get plus two to create an advantage with fight. All right. I'm going to attempt to daze him with a <laughs> throw plate. But still not enough to land this because he's gotten in reverse. He's stepped on the, the gas and spinning around. Oh, we got um, a four. Cool. <laughs> yeah. As it stands now, there's going to be an advantage for me. And I think that advantage, this metal plate that you threw pings off the car and it hits, uh, what's his name? The Russian. Ivan. <laughs> Ivan in the head. And Ivan is falling into the street call it uh Ivan in danger do you see that rider as you know you're getting up to gather yourself Ivan stumbles into the street and is right in front of the car to get run over I pull out my gun and I shoot the guy's front tires so he steers out of the way try to create the advantage of a blown tire okay so just when in vogue blown front tire what are you either of you doing about the, the Russian falling in the road because the car is accelerating towards him. You've shot the tire, but it's still... He's probably skidding and he might run over him sideways, yeah. This is somebody you're trying to oppose they're, they're running him down. I'm not rolling for Ivan. Okay, is it, is it reasonable to be able to like dash 
and reach in and yank the steering wheel aside. Jump in the window and yeah, that sounds that sounds fun. So sure. The result of this probably means though that you're gonna be halfway in the car. Oh, that's fine. After this. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> and it was athletics? Yeah, that sounds like athletics. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Dive in the car swerves around him, smashes into a parked car there. We're really beating up this car, so we'll, you've got a boost. Now that would be an advantage, wouldn't it? Uh, no, because he was, he was defending yeah. against an attack. Now he's got a smoking engine. Aurora, what are you doing? What did you expect me to do? Pack along the engineering take inhibitor or the radiation or the radiator buster? I don't think he hears you right now. That's your just your response to your so you're dragging the body like into the office here. Yeah, let's uh, let's put him comfortably on the couch and then uh, vanish in a puff of smoke. The body, how brutal! It was just uh, stun, right? <laughs> well, let's bring the security guard in, who's a lot easier to move because he's not dead, and put him comfortably on the couch. <laughs> All right, and then you're heading out the. Which way? Like out the window, out the door? What's... Uh, window's probably good. Get to the window and then you like, you see the, the chaos ensuing in the street. Oh, gee. Go back to, to Manly, who's half hanging in the car. Well, uh, I don't like that he's able to drive around very well, so I'm going to attempt to use his tie to tie up his arms. Or at least one arm, so he can't use the steering wheel, wheel very well. Okay. So that would be making a fight advantage, I assume. Yeah, that works. Just a great, unfortunately. So you've got that one all, all tied up. What are you doing, uh, Ryder? I'm going to the street, grabbing Ivan, picking him up, and sitting him down on a chair. At the same time, uh, removing his list from his coat from his coat pocket and putting it to my coat pocket. Getting rid of the uh, Ivan in danger advantage. Be athletics to move Ivan fast enough. Yeah, this will be opposed by the the driver who's. Reversing, trying to reverse backwards to finish the job, which zero and uh, you know I'm gonna tap his blown tire. I'm no longer in danger. He's yunked out of the way. The driver he needs to do something to take care of these these advantages that you guys have on him to get out of here. So elbowing uh, manly in the throat to knock him flat onto the ground. Fending with fight, I assume. Sure. Oh. So I succeed with style. So you got another boost on him. And here's the thing. I have Day's Encounter, right? So when I succeed with style on a defend action against an opponent's fight roll, I automatically counter with some sort of nerve punch or stunning blow. So I get to attach a dazed situation aspect on the opponent with a free invoke instead of just a boost. Oh. So what do you want to call this aspect? Uh, so he does the elbow, and I, like, shift out of the way, so he bashes the elbow in the side of the car. Right in the funny bone. Yes, right in the funny bone. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's time for one of you, I think, Manly, to take this guy out. Uh, well, here comes the the old one-two. <laughs> the fist from Brighton or whatever. That is fantastic. Oh. Without using anything in particular. And if I were to use the funny bone and all tied up, that would be terrible. Never mind, he's out. Yeah, tell us what you do. Yeah, okay, so he he's backing out and, and doing a little swerve. Uh, so I use the momentum to kind of get out of the way so he b- hits himself in the funny bone. So he's like, ah, 
and then he leans forward, and then I come back on the other swing with a with a straight left, which just lays him out across the passenger seat next to the driver's seat with his his arm tied up with his tie. <laughs> <laughs> then I think your uh, risk communicators go off telling you a message from headquarters that you're to report back immediately, and we go to credits. No cheesy Bond one-liner? <laughs> if you got one. Do I get a chance to take Ivan's list from him? All right, clearly nobody has a great Bond one-liner, so let's move on. <laughs> cool, so 60s, 60s uh, intro montage. So what, do, what does your headquarters look like? Well, we're in Vienna. Our headquarters doesn't necessarily have to be in Vienna. Right. Steel and glass, and the ceiling is in the main lobby is 100 feet high, and... The boss's office overlooks this open space that's like 200 feet high in the uh, in the lobby. All the like men in black. Yep. I'm wearing a fancy trilby hat, so I have something to throw on the coat rack. I'm in my suit and tie. What's uh, yeah? What's Aurora's dress? One piece or? <laughs> yeah, black. Oh, Miss Emma Peel. Yeah. Utility belt. belt. <laughs> Utility belt. Yeah. <laughs> So you come uh, come filing in. Who's your boss? Who's got a good name? A Boothroyd, of course, after the guy who complained to uh, to uh, Ian Fleming about Bond's gun being a woman's pistol. <laughs> Conrad Boothroyd, how's that? Is he American? British with a pipe? I think since we're doing mostly the Bond thing, he's got to be British. Yeah, okay. anything like Boothroyd? Yeah, he's British. Yeah, no American could possibly be called Boothroyd, right? <laughs> He's got a bushy mustache, too. Excellent. Good to see you. Yeah, goes over and it turns on the, the screen for the for the briefing here. And he's it shows a picture of a ship with like a, a rocket booster on top of it. And he says, yesterday it was reported that the Americans' new rocket, which was being Ship to Florida for first flight disappeared uh, in the Gulf of Mexico. The hawks in America are all up in arms and they think the Cubans and Russians are behind it. They're talking about an invasion of Cuba. We need you to figure out what happened to this before this escalates into World War Three. All right. Miles nods. No, this is for the, this is for the uh, space program, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it's part of the Apollo program. What what do we know about the shipping concern? Who's in charge? We're using a commercial? Titan shipping was contracted for this. They sound iconic. <laughs> what do we know about Titan? Yeah, whoever has knowledge, please give us the info dump. <laughs> I got knowledge, but that basically would be a more of a research thing, wouldn't it? Unless you just want to say you know something. Maybe you've had to research this before. What would the uh, fare? Good? Say average. Oh, I tell you. Arr, they, they operate out of uh, St. Louis. Uh, not St. Louis. They operate out of... No, they could operate out of St. Louis. Head down to Mississippi. So give me a fact about them that would be of concern to you. They've had recent dealings with a group in New Orleans. Smugglers. There's... Hints that they've been, you know, run, doing runs from from uh, Cuba of things like, well, you know, cigars and other things, and taking delivering stuff like cars and tech to Cuba. There you go. There's your brief on Titan. 
how do we want to play this out? Should we like just take the mission and go, and we'll we'll sort things out with the your spies, if you know whoever you want to bring in and contact is going to probably end up having some sort of important information on this. Okay, I mean this seems like a like a writer sphere thing. Uh, Miles will lean over to writer. Who do we know in in um, uh, New Orleans? Oh, I need an appropriate Cajun name. Something that ends E-A-U-X. Thibodeau. <laughs> yeah. Desiree Thibodeau. Now, this name being French, I don't know if this is a man or a woman. <laughs> woman. I assume, well, yeah. She's got connections in the various uh, people. She uh, would do readings as well. She had connections with who? With various individuals in less than legal circumstances in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, you know. Okay, so you guys going to consult with her because you think she would know something about this. What she actually knows and you can get it out of her is probably going to be a role, but we're cutting to you guys. We get the, the shot of it's probably Mardi Gras or something because it's New Orleans, right? So it has to be. <laughs> It's always Mardi Gras. Cool. So Mardi Gras, I guess. Uh, world war people, world war drunk people. I guess uh, Manly's in a in a like a tan suit <laughs> to, to fit the climate, right? I figure I'm probably in a white suit. Oh, <laughs> as well. I got myself one of those lovely little uh, you know plantation hats I'm wearing. But I figure Desiree, she's a Voodoo priest. Reason why people talk to her is because, well, yeah, she's a voodoo priest, and yay, any advantage they can get, they'll try to get. You get the the shot of you guys uh, walking through the street while the the Mardi Gras parade is is going by, and uh, oh, it's gotta be night. Yeah, of course. She has some sort of shop where she does readings and stuff. Oh God, yes. You know, voodoo priestess just dress the set. It's like one of the older buildings on, on Bourbon Street. Does readings, sells, you know, trinkets for the tourists. You guys uh, enter the, the shop there. Was she expecting you? Say yes, but I'd never called her. She just knows I was coming. She did a reading. Okay. Oh, think Calypso from the Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Sort of like that. So she greets you. Alex, you old fox. Good to see you again. Desiree, how you doing, my little girl? You know, give her a hug. This is uh, Miles, and this is Aurora. Charmed. Come into the back, and I'll uh, do your reading. Leads you back to the the table and uh, with all the, the cards and everything. So why is this you are coming to see Desiree? You heard the news. Somebody made a really big ship with a rocket on board disappear. And we'd just like to get an idea of who might be responsible. I'm not asking you any priestess client privilege information, but, you know, a push in the right direction. Well, I may have heard something, but uh, what can you do for Desiree? I'll look over at Manly. Yes, uh, he raises an eyebrow to you. Well, we could always use a consultant. Had a very good, really good salary. Pull out the very, very plain minimalist unity unity card and to sit down in front of her. I think this is resources role. Not my uh, acquire resources, my, my stunt? Okay. 
you're not acquiring any resources. You're you're trying to bribe her. <laughs> you're saying that we're going to pay you. You need to be able to come up with pay. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what I roll first before I figure out tapping something average. This is great that you've got to be. I, and I got nothing to tap, really, to get boost that, so. Okay. She goes, well, I did uh, see something in the cards about some visitors from the east. Ugh. And then she collapses over as a knife suddenly springs into her back. <laughs> what do you do? I'm going to grab her and, and see if I can stop the bleeding. I'll leave Manly to do all the fighting. <laughs> yeah, so would that be an athletics then to grab her? No, you just grab her. <laughs> what are you other two doing as he's tending to her? Well, I suppose I need to notice where the uh, knife came from. Sure. If you want to notice who threw it, maybe, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. There's a window there. You go running to it. You see, like, a group of Mardi Gras revelers marching by. Could have been any of them. What does the knife look like? It's, it's not a bloody ninja knife, is it? Awareness to make a declaration kind of... <laughs> Okay. That's a fair. It looks like. Did you give a name to those guys? Oh yeah. So so uh, the group is called the Blue Crane, uh, and they're a mercenary uh, ninja group that used to work for Japanese intelligence, but now they're often working for profit or themselves. Okay. So what what about this knife? Let you know it's them. Oh, it has like the stamp, the Blue Crane stamp on the um, the hilt thing. <laughs> okay. It's their FU, basically. <laughs> Manly spits up bloody ninjas, and then he like dashes out the door and like looks around for the markers he knows to look for when it's bloody ninjas. I'll give you an awareness too. Okay, well, that's great. What do you see? That that what's the marker you see? That uh, he spots a the back of a gentleman stepping uh, into a taxi. And his neck has the the crane tattooed on on the side, right? Okay. What do you do? We need a vehicle. Follow our taxi. Tell him to follow that taxi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, fine. You go upstairs. So I just I just wave down a taxi. I'm like taxi. All right. What are you doing, uh, Aurora? I guess I'd better stick with Manly. Well, I try to stop the bleeding and get that knife out of her back. Would that be a knowledge? Sure. Applying what I know of, med- of field medicine, what am I going against? Good. But I can tap, not my first rodeo, and um, turn that into a good. So I tie. So She's still going to be unconscious for a while in medical attention. So you're, you're tending to her. You other two grabbing a taxi. You get in. Yeah, where to? F- follow that taxi over there and not too close hand over a bill or something. <laughs> you know the uh, blue crane guys. You're probably going to notice the tail. Uh, okay. Are you suggesting that uh, that I should compel Bloody Ninjas and take over the cab? Or <laughs> I don't know. You, I'm just telling you that you know that just following him in another cab is not secret agent enough to not be noticed. 
All right, I guess we don't have time for this. So, uh, yeah, he starts with the fishing out the money, and then he just goes, oh, bloody hell. And then he, he simply fishes out his gun and, and, uh, and points it to the driver and goes, get out. All right. <laughs> easy, easy, partner. And slides out. Jump into the driver's seat and, and slam it. <laughs> Basically, the, forget stealth. We're having a, a car chase through the, the, the Mardi Gras streets. <laughs> Let's throw out some scene aspects then. Sorry, Aurora. <laughs> make me wish that I'd uh, gone rooftop and done parkour. <laughs> you still can, I suppose. There is a Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras float going on by. You know, they have, we might as well jump out and get up high and parkour after the taxi also. So we've got two vantage points. Okay, so we got crowded streets. I mean, are we thinking car chase or chase in general? Honestly, I think it would be a new scene if it were if we were to leave the streets and do a run around across the rooftops. Could we just keep it simpler by me maintaining my passenger seat there? Yeah. Okay. You can always jump onto the other car if he gets close. Do we, do we count the floats as crowded streets, or are they a special? Oh, they're special. Sure, floats. Anything else anybody knows about in, in Mardi Gras? Lots of overhangs, so someone needs to park off. I guess it's the wrong de- decade for girls going wild. Uh, overhanging balconies. Well, something to parkour off against to get on to rip the other vehicle. So we get the shot of the poor taxi driver standing there bewildered as a door slams shut and the car roars off. Yep. All right. So drive to me if you can get close enough to them to have some other sort of interaction with them. Drive? Oh, that is poor. And they're at average. As that stands, they're getting farther away. You know, I don't like that, so I guess I'm going to... I'm going to invoke Bloody Ninjas and <laughs> make sure they don't get away this this early, right? I haven't spent any fate points yet, so I'll spend one and re-roll the, um, the roll because I noticed it was a minus three. And then it's average. Minor cost. You go uh, tearing off after them, and then as you speed by, you spot a police car which sees you speeding by. So he's got some flashing lights. So you're catching up to them. So now you can uh, interact with them. What you do is you, you're coming up uh, just behind them, either you or Aurora. Yeah, I think Aurora should do something definitely. I'm ready to jump then. If you want to, yeah. Try not to get lost on the way. <laughs> yeah. Jump, bounce, swing around, and uh, walk myself through the window very athletic, athletically. That's what's the scene here. Are you like trying to get beside them? So it's direct window to window. Are you jumping from the front of the hood of one car to the trunk of the other one? Or you've kind of caught up behind them. Right. If you, if you want a better, a better position, then Miles is going to have to do some maneuvering if you want an advantage to get a better position. Otherwise you like have to, clamber out on the, the hood and jump onto the back of their car. Yeah, let's get on their trunk. Window to hood to trunk. Well, just to pose that with uh, their, their driving here then. Yeah, not going to be too difficult at a, at a zero. Stand at fair right now. Okay, so yeah, you flip out the window, 
quickly clamber on the along the front leap and jump onto the back of the cab. I think these probably like uh, classic uh, old sixties cabs. You know, they're big, built like tanks. <laughs> With a back seat the size of a sofa. I whip out some kind of little hook or something and establish myself a good hold on the front edge of the trunk lid, make myself a little bit harder to shake off. Try to create an advantage for yourself there. Basically, yep. We'll say it's uh, posed by the guy in the back, which the tattooed guy, he sees you jump on the back and produces a katana. Yeah. <laughs> of course he's got a katana. <laughs> he smashes through the, the back window and you know, swings at you to try to keep you from getting a firm hold. And he's at a three to oppose your creating this advantage. Uh, what skill is most appropriate for doing this? Athletic sounds most appropriate here, I think. Wish I could invoke my mudras and uh, get in the proper stance, but my fight is like nothing. Ooh. See, that would give you a boost. So your your hook is in there for now, but it might not last. Firm footing or something. Firm grip. Firm grip, that works. Uh, Manly, what do you want to do as Aurora has just jumped onto the back? I would like to drive a little erratically to lose our friendly boys in blue. You know, ideally keeping keeping in visual range of, of uh, the other ca- taxi, but if that isn't possible, then Selavi. Aurora's a big girl. She can handle a ninja, right? <laughs> <laughs> to lose them and to maintain sight, you got to beat a fair. Okay. Uh, I get an average, but I guess I could use the floats. Tap the floats. That's free to get up to to good. Quickly uh, maneuver through some floats, then the cops have to screech to a halt to avoid barreling into one. Back on the, the back of the cab, the friendly ninja has popped out the back window with his katana and is looking to slice you in half. Oh, and I thought that he had just invited me inside by opening the door. Five. Ooh. Yeah. So it's four shifts at the moment. Now, would that be a moderate or severe consequence? That would be a moderate consequence. If you want to take that. Um, at the very least, firm grip is going to have to be traded in. And I'm trying to pun my way into invoking an aspect. What, cutting edge? Yeah. <laughs> How does that help you? If you don't have one, I mean, there's an open aspect slot, right? Well, you've got the boost for the firm grip, if you want to use that. That help reduce it down to a minor. Sure. Although I do have fate points that I haven't spent yet, and we're getting close to end on time, so... I should spend them. If we do refresh at the start of the next session, we'll be out of this scene, so we'll, it will be refresh time. Yeah, I think you need to be taking a moderate consequence so it will stick around for the next session. I'll spend a fate point because he is a ninja assassin and he knows how to hurt people. So we're back up to four. But I spend a fate point on those uh, crowded streets that is running over people. It's not worth. It. Not worth spending the fate point. No. Take the moderate? Yeah. So, what happens to me? Uh, let's uh, give you, let's say, a slashed leg. That should slow you down. He flashes out, cuts deeply into your your thigh. What do you do? 
going to try to get in through the window, get in close, and reduce his effective range on that thing. And he's going to try to stop you from doing that with his ninja sword. He's, he's got a huge, a huge bonus on that. He is a ninja assassin, so he knows what he's doing. One shift, so he would uh, be able to create an advantage against you right now. Looking hard at these scene aspects and not seeing anything. And my stunts allow me to escape, not to get in. Be creative on some of these. Jump up, grab a balcony, and come in at a different angle that he does not expect. Throw a thing and bounce it off the balcony and have it... Maybe somebody's throwing stuff off the balcony that... Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's a, that sounds like a good one. Like A sudden cloudy of, of confetti and beads comes in through the windows and makes like this little cloud that throws the aim off just enough for me to duck to the side and get in there. Call that uh, close quarters. Manly, you've lost the cops. What do you do? Uh, time to catch up to the, the other cab. What are you going to look to do when you get there? I'm going to try to do the, the old, there's a term for it, but you know, when you uh, turn into the back portion of the car to turn it around. Basically, you're making them spin out. Horribly irresponsible in the middle of crowded <laughs> streets, but there you go. Make your role to do that. Oh, they're having trouble negotiating these uh, these crowded streets here. All that glitter and confetti and beads in the car now. Uh, I, I'm having a tough time too here, but that's a minus three. So the crowd, are the crowded streets still there? They are. I always use them. And that's a free invoke? First time, yeah, if you can tell me. And just mechanically, would that let me re-roll or take a plus two? Either one, yeah. Since the street is crowded, right? Uh, Manly's going to use the opportune moment to weave in and out. So at a crossing, when they have to uh, kind of slow down and then speed up again, that's when he comes from the side and like hits them. So it's not at full, they're not at full speed and they're not, you know, fully in, in control of the car either. If that's vague, we can go with something else. Okay. You mash into them, they spin and smack into the side of a building there. Poor Aurora's in it. (laughs) Helps you get to those close quarters as this car slams into the side and you go rocketing into the guy. (laughs) So does that put an aspect on them or a consequence on them? Uh, If it's a plus two, then then nothing, right? It's just an overcome, I assume. Yeah, he's, you've you've overcome his ability to keep getting away from you. So yeah. So Aurora, what are you doing? You're in the in the back with the ninja assassin right up on him. Then it's time to uh, negotiate knocking him out. Would I have to make resources again to have my taser thing? Yeah, I think so. To say you have that on you, yeah. You do got an aspect you can tap to get re- re-roll that. You know that. Now here, it's going to be out of juice. The appropriate one be the prolific spy tech inventor. Seems appropriate. At minus three, you want to re-roll. You, you could at least get average. Is that better? There's the average. It's, again, it's a, a boost that you'll have for a one-time thing. So you're, as you're pulling it out, you will attempt to uh, kick you out of the, the back of this car to get you away from him using his ninja fighting skills. <laughs> for trying to get rid of your close quarters aspect, basically. Is there a like set defense for that, or does Tad have to roll something? Tad should roll. 
to oppose it. So would I be able to invoke the close quarters as he, even as he's trying to get rid of it? But that would only close it to four to three. Sure, if you want to burn the free invoke on this. It's going to be moot either way if he gets away, right? Yeah. You have three shifts to make up if you want to not be kicked out. Invalidate the close quarters aspects, correct? Yeah. So let's go ahead and use the free invoke on close quarters. And uh, statistically, I'm better with a re-roll than a plus two. Depends on what you rolled. Well, the roll was a minus one. And I'm average because of my plus two athletics. So it's not a large deficit, but it's still lower than the uh, than the top of the bell curve. Yeah, generally, if you roll a negative three or a negative four, a re-roll is better. Otherwise, the plus two is probably, because the odds are you're going to roll a zero. So if I roll a zero, basically that puts me at two, and doing the plus two gets me to three. Right. So we'll do the plus two. That puts me at three. And uh, I'm open to suggestions on getting the last of the gap there. Because I'm still down by one. Tell you what, I'll make the decision for you by making it harder and, and tagging your slashed leg. Because he kicks you right in the leg and that pain is, is distracting you and you get booted out. He did the Indiana, Indiana Jones on you and punched the wound. So yeah, I cry out in pain, and I'm out the door, and... Then Manly, what are you doing? I shoot the driver. All right. See how that goes. Good. You're going to take him out. He's boom. Shoot him right in the head and collapses on the steering wheel. Bloody ninjas. He just happened to be a, a normal taxi driver who was forced into... <laughs> revealed afterwards. Oops. Spent a fate point to declare he was a ninja, you know. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I could. Off you, fate point. You're a thug with a license to kill. You just killed a taxi driver. <laughs> and it's a taxi yep, driver. Yep, sure. Yep. I'll take that. I just killed a taxi driver. Fair enough. Yeah, it's fog of war, right? <laughs> I'll have to remember that. The ninjas kicked Aurora off of him. So he is looking to escape into the crowd here. How are you going to stop him? Aurora or anyone? Anyone. This is either you're going to stop him or he's going to get away. In that. Well, let's see if I can give him a leg shock. Snap that taser up with lightning reflexes. and Or that. <laughs> I mean, you're in a pretty bad, in pretty bad shape, though. Do, do, you wanna, do you want me to help you or do you want you to help me? Yeah, me help you. What I'm, what I'm saying is you could maybe attempt to taste him as, as a way to set up uh, an advantage. Okay. I could use the advantage. Yeah, that sounds We could do it the other way around if you prefer. No, I think it's going to work better to do it your way. So you're shooting him? Yep. My intention is to use the boost either way. Which one? Having the taser charged and ready to go. I'll get you to three and he's at five. He's at five, yeah. You could spin a fate point in tap crowded streets and there's someone blocking his way. Yeah, that sounds fair. Yeah. So what happens on a tie when you when you try to create an advantage? Create an advantage, then it's a boost. You know, he's uh, twenty for a second, just enough for Manly to do something. I want to shoot him at the leg so he can't run away. Not, yeah, you, when you take somebody out, you say how they're taken out. So. Yeah, yeah, right. So straight up shoot, um, but not to kill. Oh, but you're better at shooting than he is at ninjing. Is the tattoo of Matt boost relevant, even slightly? If you can tell me 
narratively how it would be. And you've got the one boost for the for the twitching taser. The tattooed man snubbed me on a different operation. I, I recognized the guy. So this is personal. I don't know him personally, but he killed somebody that I, you know, previous. You had feelings for. Or hardly slept with. <laughs> <laughs> so that gets you 10 to his five, and that's definitely going to take him out. So I, I peg him in the leg, painfully, I hope. Between getting tased and shot in the leg, then you can have him collapse there on the ground, and, and he's taken out. And we'll end this session there. Next session, I start out and use my contacts to get him out of jail. It's a crowded place. Lots of faces, lots of people. I mean, who knows who did who? <laughs> who did what? I mean, not who did who. Jesus. I assume that I got Desiree to the hospital. Yeah. I guess we'll see next time, right? Yeah. So I think uh, we're a little slow on mechanics and deciding on mm-hmm. aspects and stuff, which... That's a fair cop. Yeah. One thing I think consider is usually worrying about spending things on defense is less fun and interesting than doing it on offense. Yeah. There wasn't much I can do about the car running into me and Ivan. So, I mean, it's basically either get hit or dodge. So, I mean, there's situations where you got to defend, but yeah. I, I, yeah. And if you're going to get taken out or something, then it makes sense. It just, I'm saying in, in general. You don't want to spend all your resources making sure that nothing happens. Yeah. Think think James Bond. He shoots everybody. No, he doesn't. <laughs> and he gets up a few times. He frequently fails forward, right? There's a lot of ties in those in those scenes where he takes a minor co- consequence or minor cost, right? Where his cu- car is cut in half or, you know. Uh... Any other feedback observations? I think maybe some of the uh, getting into how we want to frame individual scenes can be a little getting used to it again, because it was neat to have like a, hey, we we go to the HQ. I think that scene was needed as a bridge between Vienna and New Orleans. But once we were there, I didn't see much purpose in doing much, making any real roles. If we were only going to like, like there's no real point to have a big info dump, I guess. Uh, if we're really, it's really going to hinge on somebody's contacting to like, okay, what, what do we do practically uh, to get to the next point when we're driving this car, right, as players? So I don't know, I'm not sure where I'm, where I'm going. Having an idea where you want the scene to go and pushing for that. Yeah, I, I, that, that scene, yeah, was intended just like, okay, here's the, here's the situation. Yeah. I didn't have any on okay this has to happen here whether you made some declarations about about uh information you knew that could be relevant that happened in that scene or whether that was oh we need to go talk to this person and we go to the others i mean maybe in hindsight would maybe have recommended like uh like making it a mini tutorial like okay so this is the point where you do contacting and then you tell me you make a, a a declaration using you know, shoot or fight or whatever, or and you make a declaration here, and we'll, we'll, that's what we're going to be using for creating the the situation or whatever. Like that could have been useful, but you know, it's easy to be sit here in post. Yeah, and my idea of of bribing Desiree, I actually realized after I said that, no, I should have done. What can we do for you? 
you know, instead of turning into into a bribery, turning into a negotiation, which is a, which would have been a different thing. Mm-hmm. Thematically, in these movies, too, how often does James Bond just say, "Here's money to do what I want"? Yeah, not very often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think as a as a note to self uh, and maybe the rest of you, like keep in mind who you're playing. There was a that moment where I was like, "Hey, here's here's a dollar. <laughs> Follow that cow." I'm like, wait a minute, my resources are zero. Is this how I should be doing things? It's not you doing something, so it's less interesting. I got to keep in mind who I'm playing. I'm well, right now it looks like I'm rogue priest, but I'm even worse in fights. It's more strategizing. You were up against a ninja assassin. You know, you need to do the James Bond thing. You can set up some of your gadget advantages before time. Or you need a stunt that, that lets you declare them on the fly. Like um, the old uh, universal gadget thing from, from Fatsy. That would be handy because attacking the car instead of attacking him would have been, you know, pretty neat in hindsight. Was this a failure of framing on my part or? I don't think so. It's just, you know, we're, we're getting into this system and, uh, you chose your your stunts today, right? Uh-huh. Um, I looked over the stunts for a week, and it, it took me all the way to today to come up with like, okay, this these are the ones I'm going to go with. Well, over the next week, I need to carefully consider whether I'm keeping these stunts or replacing them. That's fine. Or you, instead of just declaring, I have this thing, you need to think, okay, what's on the scene that I can say, okay, I'm pulling these things and creating this. Right. The framing and describing yeah. what you're doing rather than just saying you have it. So the answer to my question is yes, it is a failure of framing. Yes, I think I, that would be true. I think that hand duct tape better than weird science, even though it's basically a plus two sort of stunt. Well, let me see if I understand. Like, regardless of stunts, Aurora could, in theory, use the gadgety skill to say, I'm making this thing on the fly. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yes, they're just, yeah, just provide the, you can't say, I'm I'm making a cannon out of this plastic spoon and this uh, wad of bubble gum. I mean, you, you still have to provide something that would work within the type of genre we're going for. Yeah. Proper materials. So I'll be looking at inventor stunts and craft stunts and anything particularly helpful keeping my mindset correct when that comes up again. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Good trophy stuff. <laughs> you can cut this bit out too. I, I did dabble with the idea of, of having him be major manly miles, but that was still too much. <laughs> But it, it did add then. Yeah, it adds it adds your skill. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't add the bonus because the bonus is which so bonus you are you talking about? The boost. The bo- well, that's my choice, right? I don't right. have to. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. Never mind. Just, yeah. Okay. Okay. Now John, we're clear on the language. Stop <laughs> helping, John. You're not helping. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com. Find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.